Welcome to Love This Food Thing podcast. I'm Gemma. This is the place where we explore our relationship with food, be it friend or foe, and how this affects our behavior. Here's today's episode. Welcome back to Love This Food Thing podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Lorraine, who is mum to a daughter with anorexia. Now, I've wanted to explore a mother's perspective since we set up the podcast. I actually would like to explore the whole family's perspective, but we're starting with Lorraine as as a mum. So that's what we're going to do. Lorraine, welcome to Love This Food Thing podcast. Hi. Hi. Lorraine's worried. She's drinking coffee. She's like, I'm going to be slurping. I'm saying, slurp away. It doesn't matter. Have you listened to any of the podcast episodes? Do you know the kind of... How it goes. Initially. Did you? And then just turned it off and went, enough. Give me a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I've got better things to do. So, well, it starts with the first question, which is food, friend or foe. So Mm. I'd like to find out what your relationship with food is like. How would you describe it? And I know it's tricky and you might well be both. Or you might just go, ah, I don't know. Um, it's tricky, I think, uh, mm. because as you said, we are, I am both. I, um, eat healthy, mm. um, but I will have what I'd like to eat. I think over the years. That's all right though, isn't it? Yeah. So food's about pleasure and. Yeah. I think it's more, um, um, food can be an emotional thing. It was very emotional, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think through, throughout my years, I've probably had, in the past, tricky relationships with food. But can you elaborate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she saw me going, oh, what is that word? <laughs> um, yeah, I think when I was younger, I struggled with weight. Um, Did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, and... As in not wanting to put it on? No, as in no, feeling... just putting weight on and okay. just like lots of ladies and young girls and young adolescents. and Yeah. But, um, yeah, but not that extreme. <laughs> okay. Did you, so would you, des- would you describe your relationship with food now as one that is uh, friendly and you enjoy your food and you don't have guilt around what you eat? Or no. do you restrict your food? Is anything like that? No, 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 no. I I just eat healthy in the week and make sure I have some treats at the weekend and it's not a whatever big deal. I fancy. Yeah, it's not a big deal, is do it? Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. No. What was food like when you were a kid growing up? Uh, in abundance. My, in your family? Yeah, because my mum come from a family that uh, really struggled and didn't have much food. So, oh. um, yeah, it was plentiful. Okay. Lots of choices. Did she cook? Yep, she cooked. um, But yeah, my mum come from a family with no food. They really struggled, a big family. So um, my mum is a bit of a feeder. Okay. Did she compensate? This is such a cliche. Was that her way of loving you? Uh, No, she just felt maybe that's her way for providing. Yeah. Well, if you haven't Mm. had anything and Mm. then you have it, you want to hold on to it. Yeah, I think she, well, she did say to me, she wanted my upbringing to be completely different. Okay. That what? I could have. Okay. Because m- my mum's dad died when she was very young and my nana had lots of children. Right, okay. So, so she was one of how many? Fourteen. Fourteen? Mm. Yeah. Man. So so my nan really 14? struggled. Yeah, fourteen. With, with just being brought up by her 
Mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. My mum. I can't this. even cope with a dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how my nan did it. <laughs> that's extraordinary. Yeah. So, and I think that's where it comes from. My mum always having a cupboard of food. <laughs> okay. What messages did you get from your mum about food when you were young? Um, no, we, nothing that was detrimental. It was, I used to go out to restaurants with meals with my mum when I was young and like very young. Um, no, just whatever I wanted to eat was there. Okay. 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 And then, so when you became a mum, mm-hmm. how was it? But one of the things that when I was we was trying to have kids, one of my concerns, this is a, a few years ago, but a big thing for me was it was just percolating in my mind a lot mm-hmm. was how I was going to cope with feeding my child mm-hmm. and how I was going to manage that relationship around food, not pass on my own stuff. Yeah. And just how I was going to emotionally encompass all of it. Mm-hmm. So from someone who's, who you said you had a few issues around food, nothing completely major, what was it like when you had your child? It didn't even enter my head. Did it not? No. How interesting. Yeah. No, I was young. Um, I was married, but I was 20, just had it just for my 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, no, not once. And to be honest, no, didn't even think about it. Did she? Did you? Did you have any issues? Did she have any issues around feeding? No, nothing. No. Okay. No issues whatsoever. Okay. She. She. No, she didn't have any issues. She would eat whatever. So when did all her stuff? Because that, that's what we're going to talk about, and it's really it's it's your story, and your perspective, mm-hmm. and we're keeping it relatively anonymous. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to mention names. No. When did it all sort of start for you? Um, what, when I noticed? Or, yeah, yeah. Well, however, whatever the beginning point is for you, I don't know what that is. I think knowing what I know now, hindsight, the beginning point was adolescence, um, secondary school. Okay. Um, my daughter struggled with food. Um, she liked food um, and she wasn't comfortable in her own skin. Um, but to be fair, it really was when she was 15. Okay. And she had a great summer, met some really nice people. She lost a little bit of weight, nothing, you know, just healthy eating. And then within weeks, it completely changed. As soon as she went back to school. And that's, and I recognised the signs very, very quickly. Um, because... A member of her dad's family has an eating disorder. Okay. And it just flashed back to that. Is she close to that member of the family? No, um, she hasn't seen that member of the family for many years. Um, Was it something that was talked about, known about? She would have, when she was young, but Mm. I wouldn't have expected her to pick up, to be fair, pick up on the situation. Um, But, yeah, so as she's got older, no, she... Although they're biologically connected, her family member um, has had their own issues, so there's been no real contact. Okay, okay. So did something happen when she was 15? As far as I'm aware, no. Um, we ha- I have said to her, 
you can talk to me about absolutely anything. We've tried to unpick everything as a family, as just myself and my daughter, given her lots of opportunities to open up and not to be scared of talking about anything. And what's that like? Um, frightening as a mum because I don't want to hear it, but I need to hear it. Does, and does she open up? She always tells me that it's about things from the past. Um, uh, I don't know whether we should really... About her relationship with her father. Um, basically, my daughter's relationships with certain people in our family that she feels that maybe she's not loved or they've walked away from her. Um, and my dad dying, she's, she mentions that. Ah. Um, so it's all a, it's really representing loss, I suppose, people not being there for her. I'm thinking about, because she's in her late 20s? Early 30s. Early 30s. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 15 to early 30s. Mm -hmm. So she's been going for a while, hasn't she? Mm -hmm. With this she, mindset. Oh, yeah. And behaviour. I'm thinking about you saying you'd sit with her and, and unpick it and, and talk about it. And I'm thinking about the anorexic position. And I'm going to use myself as an example. And also from other people that I've spoken to. Mm -hmm. It's such a defensive position. Mm-hmm. And it really is saying, keep out, because I have no needs. Mm. I'm really keen on this, because to not eat is to not deny yourself life, isn't it? Yeah. I've talked about this before. So you're, you're going, I don't need anything or anyone. And yet, you are also, I mean, all this is unconscious until you start to get, get well. You're also displaying your, your pain, if you like, mm -hmm. by your diminishing body particularly as I know that she's been in and out of treatment and I know that she's lost lots of weight a couple mm -hmm. a few times hasn't she mm -hmm. it's very obvious yeah and I'm just intrigued as to what it must have been like to to sit and, and talk with her and whether she did really open up with you because that must have been almost so difficult for her I sometimes feel that the eating disorder has always tried to trick me. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, to feel that we're getting somewhere or maybe I am getting somewhere with her and then that door shut. I feel it morphs itself into something different, a different problem that we try to address. And I often find I feel like I'm... My daughter and I are um, getting somewhere in our conversations and then the next day it won't work. Our conversation or the next time we have a conversation, the door is shut on me. So do you feel like you're speaking to an eating disorder and not your daughter? Yes. Describe the eating disorder. Can you characterise it? Vindictive. Uh-huh. Um, deceitful hard and does it have a, a look 
Or is it more the feeling of how you feel? A feeling. Yeah. It's more a feeling. I feel like it's um, my daughter's twin. Wow. But, but the, the opposite side to wow. her. Because uh, my daughter was so caring and so emotional and... Um, we haven't seen that side of her for a very long time. Do you not get moments? Sometimes. Yeah. But they're they're rare. Are they? Mm. Is that because she doesn't have the energy? Uh, to be honest, sometimes it is when she feels that she's desperate. Right. That it uh, her emotion comes out. Yeah. It's quite hard to determine because sometimes it takes you by surprise. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not how she wants to be, but she's so angry. That's. I think anorexia's people are raging, mm. raging, and she takes it out on us mm. because because she can. When I said raging, mm-hmm. and again, I use myself as an example because I was raging, and I had a, oh, such a oh my goodness, I was so terrified of my own rage. Mm-hmm. But as I said that word, I actually started feeling angry in my chest. I'm like, yeah, raging. <laughs> but I think that what possibly what happens, it's this is a, a potential a conversational piece, is that, it, again, it's that anorexic position and you're defended, 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 and you diminish everything. Physically, you're not eating, so you don't have enough energy. Mm-hmm. It's very general but you're squashing that rage down you're mm. holding onto it and I'm doing that funny voice and making kind of squashing motion but you're holding it down and then you're just you're just holding on yeah and bursting apart at the seams is the scariest thing ever and if you don't eat you don't burst apart at the seams mm. that's one of the conundrums it's when you start to feel again yeah and feed yourself in all ways Mm. That you still all that rage starts to rise. It's just petrifying. Mm, it's really sad. It's really sad. Mm. What's that like? I mean, as as her mum. Well, it's desperation watching her. To be fair, um, we've been to hell and back really with Have our you? emotions, and every day it's on my mind. It's. Um, it's forever there. It never leaves us. Yeah. Any conversation, albeit on the phone, is so tense. Yeah. I feel like I'm pussyfooting around and trying not to upset my daughter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard. It's every day. It's there. I try to enjoy the good days. Okay. And it gives you the strength to deal with the not so good days. I'm interested, I'm just having a little look at the time, I'm going to take a quick break in a minute. I'm interested of how you've reached that point of, um, I don't think you're ambivalent at all. I think you're very connected with with everything, but how you've reached maybe like a position of neutrality where, it's taken many years. Yeah, I'm wondering how you got there. Let's just take a little break and mm-hmm. then and then I'll, I'll come right back and I'll try not to delete everything that we've just said. <laughs> Welcome back to Love is Food Thing podcast. I don't know what I'm going to say. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Where were we? Yes. How did you get to this point of, I said neutrality, but it isn't, uh, a position of coping? How would you describe it? Because we went from your daughter being 15... 
And then we went, I, I moved you forward. So how did you learn to accommodate and be with this twin figure in your family? I think it's um, going through a variety of approaches over a, a long period of time and always being open to try new things. Such as? Um, family therapy. You did family therapy? therapy? Yep, family therapy. How was that? Helpful. Was it? Yeah, it was helpful um, because it took you to places you didn't realise. You? Yeah, you and us as a family unit or... or you know, myself and my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helped us have different approaches. Um, it was difficult to remember them all because there's so many things going on and and to remember, right, when things were difficult for my daughter to, okay, we need to address it or try and approach it this way um, rather than let raw emotion take over. But at the beginning, mm-hmm. did you have to intervene? When you say intervene... Uh, well, did you have to go, what's going on? Uh, we need to take you to see yeah. someone. What actually happened was um, my daughter was... I was noticing that she was really restricting food. Um, and I said to her, oh, have a biscuit. Because, you know, we all need a little afternoon biscuit. And she had one and she went upstairs and then I heard her exercising. And it was just that pinnacle moment wow. that I thought, this is very wrong. And I literally, I left her upstairs. I didn't even go, well, I opened the door and saw what she was doing, just shut the door and drove straight to the doctors and said, I need an appointment ASAP. And did you get support? Oh, I had massive support because I had a family doctor that knew me from when I was a young adolescent. And, okay. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, and our family doctor addressed the issue straight away, had her referred, um, and we saw someone in very fairly quickly in CAMS. Right. However, we saw someone, then we were left, and that was the time where I went to CAMS and I said, we need an appointment today, and I'm not leaving this reception until someone sees me. And you got your appointment, I got you? my appointment, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I wasn't going to leave reception because... I was really concerned at what my daughter might do to herself. Right. And I made it very clear that I wasn't going to leave until someone of professional nature. I'm her mum. Yeah. I'm not a professional. Yeah. Um, so was this when she was 15? Yeah, this was when she was 15 and we had really, really good support. And did it make a difference? Um, well, yes. Yes, it did. And I think everything that we've done in the past has made quite an impact but not when you expect it to I think you need to come away practice any of these things um but yeah she got support she we had support actually Christmas Eve we luckily we got onto some trial um and Christmas obviously a devastating time for people with eating disorders Mm. and well thank the Lord we had this lovely lady, this consultant, and she was amazing over um, our local hospital. And she, it helped us get through just Christmas, just a couple of days of not having access to services because I don't think there was anything that we could have got support from, to be fair. Did you understand what was going on? Yes, I think I did because of 
um, the family member in the past. Ah. Did you did you pile in there with your daughter, or did you stay back? And that must have been so complex, knowing how to respond or whether to do anything or not. I knew, I knew, mother, a mother's instinct, I knew I had to do something because this was desperate. The weight was just dropping off her. For sure. I, I mean more about how you then engaged with her emotionally. Oh, that was hard. That was really hard. Because the family member that I'd seen struggle with an eating disorder, I was young-ish. I was um, in teenage years and just witnessed it but didn't really have anything to... I didn't support this person. Um so when it's my my only child. Right, yeah. And I'm sure it doesn't matter if you've got ten children, but you know, she's my world. Yeah. Um yeah, to see that I didn't know what to do, I just knew I had to do something. But did did you talk about it from the get go? With it with, with my her. daughter. Yeah. Um I didn't want to say what it was, what I thought and and I didn't want to push her in that direction, but obviously once we'd seen consultants and it was put on her paperwork that she had anorexia, um, we had to discuss it. And she did have someone to reference to because although she hadn't seen this family member, they're still in contact, but not direct contact because they both know they're not very healthy for each other. Okay, okay. They set each other off. Yeah, so I think she'd seen. Ah. And we always, you you don't want to live your life like that, you know, so. But, yeah, it was hard to know what to say. Do you think, looking back, or maybe even at the time, do you, I mean, you've talked about her rage, but do you, do you think she was wanting attention? Do you think she wasn't wanting attention do you think it was something simple that was unexpressed do you know did you I can't say for sure but what I feel is she went on a diet and liked the attention right 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 um and unfortunately I we took part in a um I can't think what it's called now um some sort of trial or something where they suggested that um, DNA um, dieting at a certain point um, can trigger anorexia yeah yeah so I'm just wondering in my mind was it more that her diet was at the wrong time of adolescence and just created a very quickly unhealthy interest. She often says that she was just proud of herself that she could lose weight. Which indicates to me also that the terrific sense of achievement that you get when you're not eating, mm. because it is a sense of achievement and you feel godlike. Mm. I've had a few people on the podcast say that. You feel omnipotent. And if you if you don't feel successful, particularly at that tender age when you're an adolescent, mm. I don't think many people are walking around feeling all right about themselves. No. Some, Sure. It's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. And you want to be like your mates and why is that person always getting chosen and why not me? And, oh, yeah. you know, many versions of that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, yes, the, just, the, just the success. 
mm. of not eating. It's like a success, an achievement. Mm. You feel like you have a superpower. Yeah, I, I truly believe. Oh, well, no, I don't believe. She actually said to me, no one ever thought I'd be able to lose weight and keep it off. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I often wonder, is it all the things that have happened through our family and does happen to other families? Um, there's nothing exceptionally different that's happened to our families, unfortunately. You know, parents split up. Yeah. Um, school can be tricky. Yeah. Can be really tricky. Um, you know, very sadly, my dad was a big part of my daughter's life. Oh, right, right. Um, so I'm thinking, I've stopped trying to look for the trigger, if I'm honest. And that's great. I just wanted yeah. to, to prod a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I, um, what was I going to say? God, I'm just so not with it. I am with it today, but there's so much that I want to draw out. You were saying you're looking for the trigger. Mm. So how did you navigate it then? Let's go from 15, 16. How yep. did you navigate with her? Was she still living at home? Oh. Because <laughs> hmm. you know, you're, the, the, how you perceived yourself as a mum and your role of a mu as a mum must have changed. Oh. I've, exponentially. I felt like I was a terrible mum. I felt awful. Um because I couldn't do anything to take away the pain. As much as I tried, I couldn't do anything. I felt I was responsible for the eating disorder. Felt like um, I'd just been a rubbish mum. Because you couldn't fix her? Yeah, I think because I couldn't see the, the reasons why. I could only blame myself. I've been the constant in her life. And... What could I have done differently? And I and I and I strongly believe everyone should also reflect on themselves. What could I have done differently? But actually, you might not have been able to do anything differently. Hmm. But if you don't at least look, how can you try and help? Yeah, it's the unexamined yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you think, but also as well, this is something that I discussed with a therapist in the past who was brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Was that for you? It was. Um, yeah, the same person did family therapy and. Okay. Like parent therapy. Yeah. And um, I always remember he said, some decisions as a parent you make will be right and some will be wrong. But all you can do is just move forward. Yeah. And, and that really did help because we all make some mistakes, don't we? Yeah. Um, and not everybody chooses to manifest their distress around food in their body. Exactly. It's not everybody. No. And it just so happens that... I, I often think anorexia has just grabbed all of those things. Uh, and squashed them. Yeah. Mm. And holding on to them yeah. to stay around, mm. to be fair. Yeah. Well, what um, do you do when you start to feel again? What do you do with it all? It's so overwhelming mm. and your habit is not to. Yeah. It's petrifying. And for so many years, not addressing yeah. those feelings. Yeah. Yes. It's really what, hard. What did you do with... What did you do with all the guilt? Um, I've... Or did you not feel guilty? No, no, I've, I always feel guilty. Even now, I feel guilty. Right. But I learned to try and manage it and reflect a lot on what 
we've experienced in the past, all the different types of interventions, and I feel like they have been so helpful. Um, I, it was quite interesting, actually. It was a really desperate time early on when my daughter was very unwell. Um, I don't even like comedy. <laughs> I just find How can it. You not like comedy because oh, I. What do you mean you don't like to have a laugh? Oh, I just because I can see it's what's going to happen. I don't find it. You funny. must like some comedians. Well, yes, I did watch um, Mrs. Brown's Boys. Oh, that's terrible! It's do really like terrible. It? It's terrible. Um, but I because I couldn't <laughs> see what was going to happen, and I'd never seen it before. It made me laugh, and that one night ah. made me realise. That actually, sometimes you just need to give yourself a break for an hour. Do something that can help build you back up. Because if you're not strong, how can you be there for your family? Wow. And it was it literally just was that one night. And I absolutely laughed. And I thought, oh, that yeah. felt nice just to have a mental rest. Because you can't go down with the sinking ship, can you? You don't no. all have to drown. No. Well, if you do, then you're all gone. Yeah. You, know, you, you have to stand strong. It takes a while to get there, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it takes forever. And can I ask a personal question? And you don't have to answer this. No, no. Did it have a very? Did it have a detrimental effect on your relationship with your husband? No, it didn't. To be honest, ah, I'm really surprised. Right. Um, that it didn't. But we knew we had to be strong together. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously everybody has yeah. the odd disagreement about how to deal with something. I think that's bringing up children. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you don't have a disagreement about something, you, you're you not going to think a bit more deeply about it. Um, you've got to be open to constructive criticism regardless, haven't mm -hmm, you? So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, we were strong, really strong. That's amazing. Mm. So he was able to support you and his stepdaughter? Yeah. We, I think, to be fair, my husband's very, uh, very pragmatic. Right, right. He can stand back and see where we're all going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when it all gets a bit hairy, he's like, whoa, 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 stop. Steady. Have a breather, both of you. <laughs> he's really good like that. That was what I was going to ask you. Mm. Did you get into a years-long tussle with your daughter? Oh, yeah. Was there lots of arguing? Lots. Lots and lots and lots, particularly to start with. Right. Because you're just desperate, aren't you? And just she was still living at home? Yeah, she when she was 15, she was still living at home. And then she went to university and I was desperately worried about her moving out. But she did. And she... Had some struggles, mm. but she wasn't very far from the family home. Right. So we were always there. She wanted to come home. Um, she didn't like it to start with. But yeah, so, and then once she finished university, she did come home for a short period of time. Right. But it was hard work. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was such hard work for both of us. It was difficult because when you haven't got the eating disorder in your home, you have a bit of a breather. Absolutely. It's not my daughter, it's the eating disorder. And you've clearly separated. Mm. I love daughter. my daughter. And I always say to my daughter, you are our everything, my everything. But the eating disorder is not welcome in my house. 
How long did it take you to get to that point? Um, if I'm honest, I would say not too many years ago. It's taken us a long, meandering journey of, as I say, a variety of different interventions for me to be able to start feeling that I can cope. Yeah, and, and the, I just want to say there's been lots of interventions. It's not like oh yeah, day two you go uh not welcome. Oh. And what was her response to that? Or, or, did, did she separate it as well? Sometimes, but I don't think she wants to. Okay, I don't okay. think she's ready to try and separate it. I think she wants a different life. I know she's not happy. In fact, I know she wants a different life. She just doesn't know how to get there. Yeah. Um, and when she's really desperate, she's ready to talk. But once she's had one or two sessions, mm. that's it. Okay. And I feel like maybe the eating disorder feels, whoa, getting too close and yeah, and takes her away. It actually, it's not even relevant. I can't believe I asked how she responded. How did you feel when you said, I love you, you're welcome, but not the eating disorder? I felt quite empowered. Yeah, wow. To be honest, because wow. I always worry about the discussion about eating and things like that but it got to a stage if I, can I be completely honest about what recently really made me quite strong yeah um we were going be through completely honest yeah I, I am um but I don't I didn't know if I was allowed to say this website is not promoting anything promote someone else I know <laughs> But obviously I've got lots of friends around that I talk to, Yeah, um, which is lovely. Um, but we were going through a particularly desperate time with my daughter yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, and my mum is actually quite unhelpful because my mum gives in to things. Right. Um, and is quite secretive um, right. about things. And, and I said to my mum, okay, right, we need to do something together. And my mum has always, always refused to do family therapy. And I couldn't understand why, and I still can't understand why. And I did say to my mum, why? What have you got to hide? <laughs> and she was like, nothing. <laughs> and I said, well, it's about my daughter. Um, so my mum has always been resistant, but my mum was realising, you know, my daughter's getting older. My mum needs to be part of this process. Right. Um, so she came round our house and we started a beat intervention. Okay. Where you could do it at whatever time you wanted. So it was very accessible. And um, there was a particular slide that said, what animal are you? And uh, my mum said, I'm a kangaroo because I like to keep my children close in my pouch. <laughs> la, 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 la. Did you get a choice or did she just yeah, randomly? There was a choice. Oh, okay. I think there were about nine animals or okay. six. Okay. Um, and she was straight in, yep, I'm a kangaroo, keep my babies close like a cub. Um, and it said that was the worst type of animal for supporting an eating disorder. Ooh. Now, if I'd have told my mum that, she wouldn't have listened. Right. But because this was something that, well, we were just both on the journey together. Got you. She was like, oh, oh. And actually from that moment on, my mum was a lot more on board. My daughter had nowhere to go. Ah, uh, so you had an ally. Yeah, for the first time. Right. So I don't mean my daughter, I mean the eating disorder had nowhere to go. Because yeah. when it wasn't getting anywhere with me, it would start on my mum. And when my mum would be strong, it would start on me again. Okay. And it never starts on my husband. 
Because he's like, I won't. I'm not going to entertain this. Wow. He never gets cross. Right. Um, So I'm just going to, we're just going to take a very quick break. Welcome back to Love This Food Thing Podcast. I'm here with Lorraine. We're talking about um, animals and I just cut her off. I was, your mum was suddenly your ally Mm -hmm. because she realises that she's a kangaroo, which is the worst kind of support (laughs) for me to disorder. Your husband doesn't take any crap. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what animal you were. Hmm. I can't remember what animal I was. Did you resonate with being a kangaroo? No. Right, interesting. No. But did you then, so this was another pinnacle moment because you've had a couple when she Mm. was exercising upstairs, Mm -hmm. watching Mrs Brown's boys. Yep. (laughs) And then this other moment, did you resonate with it though? Did you go, ah, I can learn from that too? If I'm honest, mm. I really wanted my mum on board, so I just wanted to step back and not intervene. Right. So she would know uh, that right. I haven't influenced her. For her. I felt like she needed to hear it from somebody other than me. Yes, but that did actually, you then apply it to your own parenting is what yes. I'm saying? Yes. yes. Right. Because also on this... Um, little program that we did or PowerPoint yeah. that we worked through. There were lots of video clips and how would you respond? And my mum, because she had never done therapy with us, right. she didn't really have the skills to respond. I she see, was yeah, enabling the eating disorder rather than... How fascinating. Yeah. So my daughter would send messages to my mum. Oh, I'm having a really... Um, what would it be? It would be something... That was quite anorexic. Um, I'm trying to think of, there's been so many, um, sort of text messages that she would send. Um, my mum's response would be, oh, is that my, my daughter or is that the eating disorder today? And I think it really shocked my daughter that my mum was yeah. not going to go down that road. Has your daughter ever cut you off? Do you mean... I mean, she is cutting you off. Emotionally? Or? Has she just, ever just gone, I'm not going to be in contact? I think it's lasted for about a week, uh, to be fair. Uh, um, when we've had a big angry argument. And actually she probably needed time to calm down and probably so did I. Uh, but no, no. Have you ever shared with her the effect her behaviour has on you? Yes. Without punishing her, I don't mean a, yeah. a kind of, you know, pulling her to account. Has that ever happened where you've gone, well, this is this is how it is for me? I have in the past, mm. um, you know, because I feel like I don't have my daughter mm. and, you know, we don't do anything that mother and daughter do. No. Um, although we make lots of plans, right. my daughter always backs out. Ah, uh, yeah. But at first I used to be cross when she backed out. Right. But now we just say, no pressure. It would be nice if you could be there. And do you mean it when you say it? Well, no pressure. mm I have to mean it. Do I want to mean it? No. Mm. I want her to I want her to come and be part of the family, but I know if she comes and and is part of the things that she enjoys doing, i.e. meeting, going to London, I think she's frightened that she'll forget her eating disorder. Mm. Mm. So I think she wants to. But and sometimes I mean just recently she has been doing more things with us as a family. She has a partner and a job and yeah. doesn't she? She has a life. She's very happy in her job actually. Yeah. Do you ever eat together? 
Oh, we did used to. We haven't for a couple of years. Um, Do you ever go out for a meal together? Oh, no. We haven't done that for a long time. There's been times that she has, and afterwards she's very angry. And there's been times... At you? At everybody in yeah, the family, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, and then there's times where she just creates a big argument before so she doesn't have to come. Right, right. So we now say, we're going out. It'd be lovely if you could be there. And at first it's all, yeah, I'd love to be there. And then when it comes down to it, it's always an excuse. But it's not just me she does that to. Yeah. It's to her friends and everybody. I'm not a mum. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll just look at me and go, I can't believe you just asked that question, Gemma. But have you ever just wanted to shut the door on her and just say that's it? Shut the door on the eating disorder, yeah. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> yeah. I um, don't, I don't, it's, it, no. it's not meant as like a blunt stick. No, no, no. I'm just sort of finding out how you as a mum manage it. Because as we said about the sinking ship, it, it takes everybody down, doesn't it? So it, you have to con- constantly adjust your position. And I know that you're in a good position now, mm. or not a good position, a much better position for you. And and I know it's taken lots of dancing to get to that. Mm. It's like orbits, isn't it? It's yeah. like circling around a planet. So I'm just yeah, and I'm it, it, this what I'm find because I find it very challenging. I did to build distance into my relationships if people needed distance, and still remain loving towards them because mm-hmm. it used to get abandonment and rejection and jealousy used to get caught up there. Yeah. To step back and go, okay, I still love you, but I'm stepping back. That's really something, isn't it? And I think for a parent to do that, I think that's part of the job. But it's so extreme mm. when you're watching your your child behaving in that way. Mm. Yes. Does that any of that make sense? Yes, it does. I, to be honest, it's I've got my my husband's a great support network, right, right, um, and I feel like talking to other people I'm not frightened to talk to people yeah um I feel I draw on lots of different things and every day is different uh to be able to be there it's I'm quite a reflective person yeah so everything that we've done in the past I've always gone back to it thought about it I really went into this with everything that I've got to try and help my daughter um even now she complains and I say well (laughs) blah 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 said this so maybe we should think about that I mean still try do you I still try okay and she hates it when she hits because I also talk to other people about certain things and I will use the same approaches that they used in therapy yeah um it was quite interesting when you said about being too close and learning to have distance yeah in one of our therapy sessions there was lots of dots and they got further and further away but like two dots uh-huh. that went off in a v uh-huh. and they said to my daughter which one are you and your mum and she put us as the closest ones and he said but you can be any one of those because it doesn't matter how far away you are from each other you'll still be close <sighs> I know. That's going to make me cry. I know, it's really emotional. But it really, yeah. Are there any, is there anything, because we're kind of coming towards the end now, mm-hmm. is there, are there any pluses 
I got this other thing about eating disorders. If you where if you recover, how much you learn about yourself and your you know what are we doing on this planet and what what are we all here for? What is this life about? Is uh, so as a healing tool, a tool for healing. Mm-hmm. What are the positives that you've got? Have you learned a lot about yourself that you wouldn't have otherwise? Do you think? Yeah, it's, it's quite hypothetical because I might sure. have learned these things anyway. Sure, I've always been reflective and wanted to be there for people. Mm. Um, I don't know. I've learned that you've got to enjoy the good times. Uh-huh. Because the good times helps you deal with the difficult times. Okay. Um, but what I've learned about myself is, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if okay. I have. Or, oh, I, well, no doubt I have. Yeah. Um, it's hard, isn't but it? But positives out of it. Yeah. It's, it's really tricky. hard to find anything positive when there's an eating disorder fair hanging enough. around. Like yeah, fair a, enough. Yeah. Um, what would you say, I mean, this is a, what would you say to other parents in the, before we close the interview, and then I've got one more question for you. Do you have a, something that you, you know, we all have this conversations internally and you just go, yeah, this is what I'd like to say to other people in my situation. I'd like to say at the very beginning of the eating disorder, don't look too far forward, deal with one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I'm really pleased no one told me that we could still be where we're at now in our life because that would have made me feel even more desperate. Right. I just remember everybody's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Not everybody holds on to an eating disorder for such a long period of time. Because how long is it now? 20 uh, years? Uh, no, it's 15, 15, 16 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, we are in a different place with this eating disorder. So never give up hope. Mm. Always look for different interventions. Mm-hmm. But between them, each intervention, have time out to, to practice what you've learned. Um, and never be frightened to try new things. And even if, I mean, for example, in the past, we have done lots of these things, but we've gone back to it with different people that have different things to say. Mm. And if therapy doesn't work once, it may be just that the therapist wasn't the right person. 100%. Yeah. It's about I, the relationship, yeah. isn't it? It's not about the process. And they've also got to be ready to to move forward. But as a parent, you can't sit there. You worry. You don't want to sit there and wait till they're ready to move forward mm. because mm. that might have dire consequences. You don't you know, obviously the worst fear is something happening to them. But, you would, you, would you say you're in the best place you have been with it all? Yeah. Amazing. And we've been in some dark places where I've been worried to open my daughter's door in the morning. Yeah. So it's frightened of what we see. But we've got to a place where I feel that we've got a chance for our relationship to develop. Wow. And yeah, we're in... I hate saying we're in a good place because whenever I say that, something bad happens. <laughs> so I'm enjoying where we are right now. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And, that's and beautiful. Just, but that's like everybody's life with everything that goes on. Who knows what tomorrow Yeah, will. absolutely. Just enjoy, really enjoy the good times it, and then, yeah. then you can deal with the struggles. That is probably my best advice. And seek help. Okay. Okay, well, that sounds really interesting with that beat program. But everyone, I imagine, who's listened to this knows about beat. Mm. One more question, because then you have to dash off. That's all right. Don't know if you know about this question. No. <laughs> if you went to an island, any kind of island, mm-hmm. any kind of climate, yeah, you got a store cupboard, yeah, olive oil seasoning, etc. 
don't have to make up your mind for the rest of eternity. Mm. What five favourite foods would you take with you on the island? Fish and chips. Okay. My favourite. Uh-huh. What kind uh, of chips? Oh, chunky or skinny? Chunky. Chunky. Lots sort of vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and condiments. Okay, <laughs> they're, in the they're in the cupboard. Okay, fish oh, and yeah. chips. Um, Three more things. <laughs> That's really hot. Don't want oranges. To play some music. Oranges. oranges. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I really love oranges. <laughs> um, yeah. Chinese. Um, anything Chinese. Okay. Yeah. I like all food. I just take one more. Okay. Chinese, oranges, fish and chips. One more. I'm going to tell steak. you. Vodka and Coke. Okay. <laughs> steak. <laughs> Rain, thank you so much for coming no. on Love is Food Thing. No, thank you. For amazing, having me. amazing, amazing. I didn't sob uncontrollably, which is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about the mission we're on today and who we help, simply head to lovethisfoodthing.com to see all the details.